Hello and welcome to Medico Legal Expert Insight. My name is Jessica and in this podcast, we interview medical and legal professionals to help connect and understand when, what, why and how both sides interpret the information given to them. The goal is to share expert opinions from both sides of the medico-legal industry. I do want to say a huge thank you to eReports for the support and access to all these incredible experts. So let's get started and connect the dots through conversation. Today, I would like to welcome Adam Attard, Senior Lawyer at Ryan Legal in Mildura. Adam will be sharing his insights into preparation for the county court circuits. Firstly, he will take us through why the move, a career move from Macedon Rangers to Mildura to pursue his legal passion how he preps his medical reports for the circuits, the first experience he had running a case and the preparation he had to do, and finally, some advice for young lawyers to get some more hands-on experience when they finish university. Adam joined the Ryan Legal team in 2018 as a law graduate whilst undertaking his graduate diploma of legal practice. He obtained his Bachelor of Laws from Victoria University. Alongside full-time study, he also worked in a commercial law firm as a paralegal. Adam works now with Shane Ryan mainly on TAC and superannuation benefit claims. Adam, welcome to the podcast. Great. Thanks for having me on, Jess. I really appreciate it. It's an absolute pleasure. So let's start with why the move. So originally you were from Macedon Rangers and now you've gone to Mildura to pursue your legal career. Why Mildura? I think it was just sort of a case of the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. Um, An opportunity presented itself that I sort of grabbed with both hands and coming off the back of four odd years of study um, and hearing some great things about uh, regional firm experience, uh, I sort of thought, well, what better time than now? So I, I grabbed it with both hands and jumped straight in. Yeah. And was it difficult to find a position after you finish uni? Uh, for me personally, no, but I, I honestly think that was just really the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um uh, for, for me, I didn't know it at the time, but um, the Mildura uh, Supreme Court circuit back then was in around May 2018. And coming out of uni, I, I sort of applied for that position sort of when that circuit preparation was really ramping up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was, there was plenty on and I, they had an opportunity and they had a need for Someone like me, I think it was a case of they needed more hands on deck at that particular time. Yep. Um, so I think it was great for them and great for me. Yeah, good timing. Yeah, absolutely. Very good timing. So so your first circuit, so are you saying that you went to the firm in May and then your first circuit was in August? Is that right? Yeah. Yes and no. Because um, <laughs> that's I, quick. <laughs> well, I started in February as a law graduate mm-hmm. um, and that was just for basically doing 
basic but important, um, more law clerk type related tasks like jury books, court books, briefs mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, so obviously at that time, it wasn't my full first blown circuit experience per se, um, where I was fully involved because all the preparation or most of the preparation when I uh, come in was sort of done. Yep. Um, so to, to your point, August 2018, that was my first circuit matter that I was truly involved in, but that was actually a Bendigo circuit matter. Ah, <laughs> um, okay. So it's, a, it's a bit odd. We're, we're in a unique position in Mildura where it's like close to New South Wales, close to Adelaide, and then apart from Mildura, the next closest circuit is Bendigo. So, uh, you know, we, we do get other matters from, from other circuits, and at that particular time there was a matter in Bendigo. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that that was more sort of like preparing for any other type of matter. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was until I would say early 2019 where that was my full first blown circuit experience where I'd been there for about a year. Um, and in that year, obviously, um, in and amongst preparing for the 2018 circuits, you had your other matters that you were getting ready for the early 2019 circuits. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think the county court circuit in around March 2019 was the full circuit that I, I think I was fully immersed in. Yeah. So for the people listening today, do you want to just give a quick overview of what the the, the, the county court circuits are? Yeah. So um, in Mildura in particular, um, we have two county court settings per year mm-hmm. um, and they're usually in March and September or there or thereabouts every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also, in addition to that, have the Supreme Court circuit usually in May or June of that same year. Um, so we get a lot of, because it's a county court, we get a lot of um, serious injury applications and, you know, OMs and um we issue a lot of our damages risks in the Supreme Court, but we have the occasional one in, in the county court too. So we get a, a good variety of, of matters in the county court mm-hmm. circuit and uh, they're usually very healthy lists up, up here in Mildura. Yeah. And this it's where a judge actually comes to Mildura for a couple of weeks. Is it usually a couple of weeks? Yeah, it's usually um, around four weeks. I think the last one was five weeks. Mm-hmm. Um I think it sort of depends on the demand uh, and the amount of matters in the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so pre, pre-COVID time, um, yeah, they'd usually allocate about four to five weeks where the judge would come up. And the list is a rolling list. So you, you, you have all your matters in the list. Um, you have a call over where the judge sort of sets the, the batting order, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't actually know where in the list any particular case will start. I mean, obviously, you know, the first case that will start, but, you know, that could go for uh, one day or two days if it's a serious injury or five to seven days if it's a damages trial. Uh, and then it's on to the next one. There's no real buffer and you, you don't really know if you'll be on in day three, on in day 12, on in day 21. So it's, it's quite, you have to get your preparation spot on well prior to the circuit yeah. and you have to be prepared as if you'll uh, 
you'll be on day two really. So, yeah. Yeah, wow. So what does the preparation look like for these matters? Yeah, so it's it's similar to, to other matters, but there are some differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think circuit matters sort of force you to be a really streamlined uh, operator. And, and so the way I usually... Um, process matters is when you sort of get instructions or or you know you're, you're very early on in the matter you sort of look at the circuit where you think the matter can realistically be heard you know is it September 2021 or is it March 2022 mm-hmm. uh, and you t- I sort of work backwards and then you sort of develop your, your framework from, from the end point uh, okay. if you will so um, and it, it, it's it's good in one way because if you have a batch of cases that you think will end up in the one circuit, mm-hmm. um, you can sort of group them together and progress them together. Uh, so, you know, you might have um, a half a dozen serious injuries and a couple of uh, damages claims and, you know, your interlocutory steps or the steps along the way like exchange of expert reports, um, interrogatories and so on, that'd be there at the same time. But in saying that, you, you sort of have to, all, all things come to a head at the same time as well. So sort of a double-edged sword. It's, there's some positives and some negatives. Uh, and there's a lot of, logistically, I think it's quite difficult. Um, you know, just even just arranging bulk medical assessments and um, conferences with council and mm. um, even being in... Uh, Mildura, uh, when a lot of medical legal examiners are in major cities. Um, it, it, hopefully, though, we, we do get some uh, quite esteemed uh, examiners come up to Mildura, and we're grateful for that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the preparation is streamlined in some aspects, but there's, there's always plenty of work because everything comes to a head at one time. Yeah. So, how does the preparation for the medical reports work? If, say, you don't have a report that you might particularly need for this case or how, how does that side work? Yeah, it is difficult and I think that's why you really have to be streamlined and organised in the way you prepare circuit matters in particular. I mean, obviously, it's, it's very important for every matter, um, but I think it's even more critical for, for circuit matters Mm. Um, because if you miss uh, a circuit, uh, for example, if you do need a report and, you know, you haven't booked it early enough and, you know, you're getting it a month or so before a trial, that's only going to invite the defendant to make an adjournment application. And so um, you really have to get in get in early, uh, set your roadmap and, and then book the assessments because if, if, you, if a matter does get adjourned from a circuit, it's sort of, you know, six months in the case of a county court circuit um, or one year in the case of a Supreme Court circuit that you have to wait. Yeah. Um, which, which isn't ideal because, you know, you want to act expeditiously. So, you, yeah, you, you sort of have to get, get in quite early. Um, and not only for the initial medical legal assessments, but you sort of have to know, you know, when will I need an updated report? Do I need a supplementary report? And so you really have to keep a, 
uh, a finger on the pulse of these circuit matters just to make sure they're progressing and getting and staying in the list, I should say. Yeah. So how far in advance do you organise the medico-legals? Uh, it's, it's quite funny. Sometimes when um, <laughs> we, we call the doctor's rooms and we go to book, um, sometimes they're quite surprised at how far in advance we do book. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but, um, you know, it could be anywhere between, you know, six months, sometimes more. Yeah. Um, but you just lock them in. I think um, especially, you know, a lot of them are busy with clinical practice. Um, a lot of them are quite busy with medico-legal um, exams as well. So, mm. um, and and they're, they're generally the examiners that you want that are sort of relevant in, in today's clinical practice as well because they're up to date um, and they're often very accurate in um, their reporting, diagnosis, prognosis, and they're very usually very um, highly regarded in terms of when they give evidence and and all that sort of stuff. So they're all very relevant considerations when you are deciding uh, which examiner to choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think um, that then helps you determine how far in advance you do need to make those bookings and um, uh, set up that framework for the case progression. Yeah. Have you ever been caught out with a, a, a circuit where you – needed a report and you're like oh god I need to get a report quickly has that ever happened to you oh uh, it, it does happen from time to time I would say <laughs> it would be more in the context of um uh, a supplementary report as opposed to uh, not getting the report initially in the first place at all mm-hmm. um I think you know as you go through your mediation or or something pops up. I mean, that, that's that's another thing. I mean, you know, we can only control what we can control. Yeah. Um, but often, often you have things where you know a client might um, uh, another illness might come to light that they might have, and um, it, it might be and might not be a report relevant to the compensable injury that you need, but it could be something about an unrelated condition, and you need a report mm-hmm. as to it could be life expectancy or the prognosis or impact of earning capacity of that unrelated illness. So things do pop up along the way and they do catch you off guard, but um, I suppose it comes back to taking initial instructions but um, uh, and keeping those instructions up to date. But, um, you know, it's not always possible and you just do the best you can. And, and when something like that pops up, you've just got to do your best to deal with it. Yeah. So with the very first circuit that you ran, which... Was it August 2018? Was that the very first one that you did? Um, yeah, yes, yep. Yeah. What What was that like for you? Uh, it was It was a real eye opener um, because I went to university in in Melbourne. So where I'm from is very central Victoria. It's um between Bendigo and Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So I, I was, you know, off watching cases in the Melbourne. Um, county court um, often or even the magistrate's court often uh, and, but it's not until you actually are immersed into the, the regional firm culture I think that you, you truly get an appreciation of uh, what it's like to, to run circuits mm-hmm. it's, almost, it's, a, it's a very big hive of activity as you approach circuit because there's a lot of moving parts um, and you know it, it's not particularly different to you know 
cases in Melbourne. Uh, you could have, I don't know, a batch of cases that are running three to six weeks apart. Uh, mm-hmm. But these, these all come at once. So that there's a lot of moving parts and you sort of need to coordinate, um, you know, witnesses for, you know, a dozen cases. Um, uh, back in the days where there was uh, hard court books, hard jury books. Um, so, you know, and getting counsel up and just fi- finalising your, your preparations for, for circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the current environment we're in, it, it has changed a lot. Um, but I don't think there's a real substitute um, for running hearings, uh, with da- at least damages trials, where you know there's cross examination, um, giving evidence in chief. I, I feel I feel like we really need that human contact and that human interaction for, for certain elements of um, uh, the cases. But uh, you know, of course, we we are grateful that the especially the legal profession's taken this in its stride and, mm. and kept operating, which is uh, something we're very, very grateful for. Yeah. And- yeah, but um, sorry, uh, it just in terms of um, uh, that, um, the August 2018 circuit preparation, for, for someone that was um, uh, very green at the time, mm. um, it was such a, um, I was like a sponge. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> I really was. And I feel like, um, you know, even if you're preparing, you know, it could be jury books, it could be briefs or something, I, I, would, I would just sit there and read all the material and I probably wasn't moving as fast as um, uh, my supervisors <laughs> would have yeah. liked at that time. <laughs> but um, I don't know, you just remember why you're there, remember why you're doing it and learn everything you can. Mm-hmm. And did you take a lot of things away from that experience? Yeah, I, I did. Uh, it was a real eye-opener in terms of your preparation has to be on point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and even just, um, you know, just observing, you know, the way um, experienced practitioners just operate. Um, it, it was something that was invaluable to me. And, um, yeah, there's very there's a lot of camaraderie when when there's, you know, circuit matters because you know you get um you know the defendants come up the defendants counsel come up and um you know solicitors uh plaintiffs counsel uh judges the tip staff all of it so it's a very big operation and it's um mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't envy those who have to coordinate it but they do a <laughs> superb job and uh <laughs> no, we're grateful for that yeah so if 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 another what what would you recommend for a young lawyer coming out of university? Would you recommend them to do something similar to you? So go into sort of a rural firm to get that more hands-on experience? Uh, absolutely. I think, you know, just from a purely legal perspective, um, I couldn't have asked for a better pathway. Mm. Um, I, I can't put my finger on exactly why why that is but um through my degree I, i'd always heard of great experiences in you know moving to um uh, regional firms and just getting that experience and initial exposure um so i I'd, i would recommend it I, I think the environment that we're currently operating in probably changes the way um that we work and you know 
your your opportunities might be quite limited uh, in certain aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, it's a good way to really get involved early, get some, get some good practical experience um, and just get great exposure to, you know, it's almost like a, it's almost like a, it, it speeds up the, the learning process. I, I think the experience that you get in a regional firm, you, you would get um, elsewhere, but I think very early on um, when particularly as a young lawyer, you're probably very, um, uh, malleable, if you like, you know, you, you're easily influenced. You're, it's the time to get into good habits early and really uh, know from an early stage how to appropriately appropriately prepare matters, mm-hmm. um, what you're doing and why. So, uh, I think that the, the the experience that I've got in in the regional firm uh, at Ryan Legal and Mildura has just been invaluable. So, I definitely would recommend it. Yeah, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your insights today about the circuits, Adam. I really appreciate it. And um, I'm sure the listeners have got a huge amount of value from it. So thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, Jess. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. Have a lovely day. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.